Thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone. This is Jim Meskimen as Morgan Freeman saying, keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by voiceover artist Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Hey, you super awesome, sexy, fabulous Love That VoiceOver listeners. We're picking up here with Hugh Edwards in our in-depth conversation about voiceover in gaming. He's got some great tips for you. Really cool stuff. You know, let's talk about what we've heard and what we know. Because sometimes it's what's a rumor that can be clarified. And um, whatever you can enlighten us on in terms of your opinion of the market. The overriding point about someone like Stephen Fry or Brad Pitt. These guys are huge, you know. (laughs) I mean, what I was saying earlier on about having to train them in front of people like Sega. You know, if it's one of those guys, we're happy to do it, you know. But unfortunately, life is unfair. And if you're an unknown actor, we're not happy to do it. You know, it's, right. I mean, it's, it's unfair, but it's it's the reality of life. So the problem with uh, this dilemma you're talking about is that is that so many good actors who are unknown have been out there and have been to drama school or, or, or voice coaching school, if you have those in the States. Yep. Um, and they've they've done all of their base level acting and they've they've got lots of jobs doing e-learning and commercial and you know um, more straight line linear types of scripts yeah exactly all those sort of things but they haven't had the training in gaming and they've already been to drama school so it is a dilemma because the, the people who are in drama school now are just starting to be trained in gaming as well as all the rest of the aspects so that's where it comes from well there are a lot of courses that go on in the states as well but in these trainings what I've seen them offer is discussion about having a multitude of characters that are in your back pocket or in your toolkit that you can use. And there's a lot of training about being able to do that and having that flexibility. Yeah, which is very important. I think really the only thing differentiates us between them and us is that a lot of those courses that I've seen are run by very good actors and drama school teachers, but not many of them have actually been voice directors or casting directors for gaming. They're taking an approach as in they may have done some games and they've seen an aspect of it, but they haven't actually, they're not looking at the the, the cogs from the inside, which is where our course comes from. And it's, uh, our course is approached because we realized that it's approached by myself and Peter Dixon. So it comes from two sides. It comes from the voice director and casting side and the actor's side. Very helpful that way. Yes. So that the actors actually get a rounded experience of what it's going to take. It's not just about character stuff. There's an awful lot of technical aspects in there. There's, as you as you alluded to at the beginning of this interview, there's a lot to do on mic technique and projection levels, which are all different for gaming. And none of those are covered really in the other character building courses. Absolutely not in the same way. No, I, I'm not going to badmouth those courses because I think character development is incredibly important. So if you're getting that from those courses, that's great. But what you really want to do is see gaming from the inside. And yeah, how it- I think what you're probably offering that isn't out there so much is that ability to be flexible with a nonlinear perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Plus the other things that are necessary, because I yeah. don't see a lot of focus on the game aspect, particularly the area that challenges an actor a lot and probably frustrates the heck out of a casting person like yourself when you're in that role or when you're actually live or in session, let's say, in direction where you're needing them to shift from one, you know, really sad moment (laughs) to then go, 
Yes, it's fantastic. You know, you need to be able to really shift on the toes, you know, turn that same line into something else because it's a different aspect of the game, but it's in that crucial choice moment for the game player. I've had actors turn around and say to me that they're exhausted at the end of just an hour long session because of the the mental challenge of having to swap in between emotions is actually quite draining for actors. So for example, it's not just about what the we agility, about. that's oh. what it is, the agility to flex that muscle, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for what we were talking about earlier on about having one character that, you know, could have different variations of lines is one thing. And that's definitely within gaming. But the other aspect to it is that if you've got, say, a thousand lines of a script, the first 10 may be that character walking through a forest. The next 10 might be them mid-battle. The next 10 might be dying. The next 10 might be them declaring their undying love to their sweetheart. And it, <laughs> what I'm saying, and, it, and it, it, it happens like that. And it happens because you have to write all of the lines linearly, but the game isn't linear. So you also then have different aspects within that where you're, you're, you have to say the lines differently and then do alternate versions of those lines. Because, you know, as you say, one, one line that's on point 15 of the Excel spreadsheet next to point 16 right. could be three hours apart in a game. Right. It's, it, it can be very, very draining. And also things like like non-scripted vocals I was just talking to you about. Right. With those, we had to give 10-minute breaks every 15 minutes to the actors because you can so easily hyperventilate and fall over doing that kind of stuff. Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah, depending on how active the actual lines need to be, you know, yeah. in running or fighting and all of those things. I mean, just with the running, we, we had sort of five lines of NSV and 20 different variations of each because people were sort of running and then tripping. So they were sort of going, <laughs> right, just doing that for, for hours and then and then blacking out. <laughs> God, dangerous. I hope you have a padded studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, that's inherent in studio build. Um, but it's, it's, it's things that people need to be aware of. So you can you can practice it at home and you can find where your limits are. You know. Yeah. Do you think improvisation practice, improvisation workouts are a good idea to help with things like that? Of course. Of course. I, I think the more acting and character building you can do can only just increase your skill. And the more recording you do at home, uh, I mean, it's so easy nowadays, isn't it, with iPhones and, you know, home studios and everything, just to just just keep getting scripts and just keep recording them and keep listening to them and playing back and and finding the balance if you're self-directing between what you think is over the top and what the listener thinks is not over the top, because invariably they're different. Right, right, right. We'll take a real quick break and be right back. Hello, this is Ida, and Ida loves Rebecca. Like you probably do, loving that Rebecca want to listen to the show via iTunes. Make your life easier. Hook it up through the iTunes store. Look up Love That Voiceover. Three words, Love That Voiceover. It's not so hard, is it? And then download it and put it on all your devices. So when you're portable, so is Love That Voiceover. Oh, internet, it's so wonderful. All right, let's jump back in. What kind of research would you suggest uh, an actor do? Uh, play games. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not being. I'm not being sycophantic. I, I mean, we we actually open our classroom course or our, our studio course by talking about research. If you if you think about it, each and every one of us has a, a very deep, rich 
history of watching TV and listening to the radio and watching films. And if I asked you, you know, about any aspect of character building about cowboys and about Clint Eastwood, you could probably write me a, a big long essay on it. Mm-hmm. But so many people profess a real wish to get into gaming without actually playing games themselves. And if you don't understand why Lara Croft acts in the way she does in her dialogue or in her characterization and, and indeed how characters evolve like your friend was saying about the walking dead mm-hmm. I've, I've got that game and it's fantastic it's a fun um, game it's really a cool game telltale games so it's the one to design that that's right and it's it's an addictive game as well and and they they work because the characters work and they work smoothly but you but you've made 50 choices up to that one particular line you know so people who don't play gaming don't get that right and I mean, there are people who, who don't want to play games, so fair enough, but you can still do the research. So you can still do things like... Uh, you can you still can... tool around in the game or in a couple of games and get some ideas. Well, I was going to say, you could go to YouTube and you can type in the name of a game and then walk through and some some 13-year-old kid is going to have done the entire thing and recorded it for you. <laughs> awesome. That's right. I have seen things like that. I really have. You're right. You're right. But, oh my but, goodness! You know, that that would be, I'd say, practice and research would be the the biggest keys I could give as as advice without going on the training course. That the biggest bits of advice I could give you, really. Yeah, especially if it needs a ticket to England, <laughs> which is a <laughs> well, great excuse for a vacation too. Working yeah, vacation. Well, over. Um, but the, I mean, that's why we did the e-learning one is so that we can take it out of the classroom and, and put it globally, really. Give us the website again. Uh, it's gravyforthebrain.com. One of the things that American actors have told me that have done a lot of game work is that it's not very lucrative for the actor for whatever reason. What's your perspective? Well, I would disagree. I, I mean, it, like any acting, it depends how much and what parts you're getting. You know, I mean, everyone wants the title shot in a film, but very few people get it. In the UK, I'll tell you what we pay. For an average kind of game, I mean, there, there are A, AA and AAA games. AAA games are your Call of Duty, Tomb Raider, Grand Theft Auto. They're the ones big, with the big franchises. Yeah, and they, they have associated bigger budgets, whereas A games are your kind of um, Angry Birds, iPhone titles, which although they, they may make a lot of money in certain cases, so I mean, Rovio, who made that, that was their 52nd game, Angry Birds, and they oh, lost wow. money on the other 50. Right. Know? The A games pay an awful lot less. So in the UK, we pay around about £150 an hour for A games, up to sort of £240 an hour for AAA games. Okay. I mean, it does depend on the budget and it does depend on the roles, but, you know, that's that's kind of up to. So as an average, you know, somewhere between £180 and £200 an hour would be an average for a, for a, a, a normal kind of game, really, for a non-known actor. And on top of that, there's a, a royalty buyout as well. Royalty payments don't happen in the gaming industry. Um, that's so the same, yeah that's, a, yeah. that's what I'm familiar with too in America. Yes. Yeah, it's always buyouts. And with those, it, it's completely individual to the company paying you how they want to do it. I know one of my competitors pays, I think it's £500 as a buyout, regardless of how many hours you do. We, as our company, pay 100% on every hour up to a cap of £1,500. So... If you're doing two hours at 
200 pounds an hour you're getting 400 for the studio time and you're getting 200 for the buyout so 50 Got it. so yeah so that's that's how it works with us so you know well it sounds like good work i mean it doesn't sound like uh, i think that in the american situation i don't know if it's because i'm talking with you and you're you're wearing the production company hat and i didn't speak about this with the last production company so specifically but there is a a big range i'm not sure if it's as tight as that range that you just gave in america i'm not sure i'm sure there's there's more to it than what i know right now Look, I mean, I've I've done games that have less budgets than the ones I've described, and I've done budgets that have got more. I, if you heard how much Stephen Fry got for that game, you'd sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the averages, yeah. Well, the idea is if you look at something just like that Harry Potter title, each character, you know, they, they were doing, as I said, you know, four hours worth of NSV and then two or three hours worth of dialogue. So, you know, they were taking home two thousand pounds plus per role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think for seven hours work, that's badly paid. No, it sounds great and certainly yeah. does seem like a worthy endeavor in terms of effort to put yourself in the right experience level to be able to present yourself as a voice actor in that capacity. Why not? I can tell you that I spend out, you know, multiples of hundreds of thousands of pounds on voice actors each year. It's it's not small business. no. And in fact, in, in the UK alone, our film industry is worth four billion and our gaming industry is worth one billion. And that's, you know, that's that's a lot of money. Oh, my goodness. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. And I know that there's so much more, but I know that you are a working professional and need to get back to work. We got him at lunchtime, everybody. <laughs> he grabbed his <laughs> cup of tea before we started. Isn't it awesome? His, his, <laughs> very, okay. English. <laughs> very English. Um, before we let you go, can you answer just a couple of quick, fun, personal kind of fun, let us get to know Hugh a little bit better questions? Sure, of course. Yeah. All right. This is kind of like the Rorschach quiz for Love That Voiceover. So give us a great story of a funny run-in with a celebrity or a pro. You don't have to name names. Okay. I'll tell you what. I've got one. Yay. There was a game we did, and there's a celebrity in the UK called Keith Chegwin. He's a very sort of funny kind of guy. And he did a, or they did a game called Chegger's Party Quiz. And one of the things we had to do was reversion that into French, Italian, German, and Spanish. Yeah. And there's this guy, in fact, he wouldn't even mind me mentioning his name. He's a guy called Massimo Marinello. Oh, Italian. Yeah. And he, he we were doing the Italian version of it. And he's, he's a... a Excellent, excellent voice artist. But he's very, very expressive and he really gets into his roles and his arms flail everywhere and sure. he was doing this oh goes party quiz all this kind of stuff. And it was it was really kind of flamboyant. The problem was is that he was he was A getting too hot and B his the clothes noise he was making was making the recordings unusable. Oh no. So in that instance he went down to his underwear. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But you know what? Power to the cause because we got we got a great take from him. Yeah, he was completely willing to just do whatever to get a good take. So. That's wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. What a great, great share. Thank you for that. What do you do when you're not working? Well, um, I have uh, a six-month-old little boy. Oh, congratulations. And I'm a drummer. I drum in lots of different places. I do dance music and folk music and things like that. Oh, are you performing as a drummer? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've actually just um, I've actually just stopped being in a band, which is a band called Leather App, who are very good. If you wanted to have a look at something, go to YouTube and type in Leather App Property Landlords Lament, and there'll, <laughs> there'll be some uh, some drumming footage of me drumming there. But I had Fantastic. to leave that band because of it, it was it, they tore an awful lot. I, I didn't really feel I could I could do it with a brand new baby anymore. So. Aww. Well, being a dad will bring new new drumming pop possibilities, I'm sure, into your life. Yeah, well, I, I'm already thinking about his Christmas presents and um, first drum set as to whether it's too early this year or not. But. So cute, so cute. <laughs> well, he can go without the sticks, just uh, just the hands. <laughs> yeah. Bongos. <laughs> Good idea. Fantastic. Is there anything that I missed that you would like to share? I think from my perspective, if you're in the UK, then come along to one of our training courses. I mean, we, we do have people from Europe come over. We've got a girl from Germany coming over to the next one. Do you do anything online? Have you investigated doing online training? Well, this is what I was talking about. That's what Gravy for the Brain is. Gravyforthebrain.com is a is a completely e-learning based version. So there's there are three courses on there at the moment. But those are ones people would download and do individually, singularly. Yeah, but they're 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 e-learning. It's it's not videos that you're downloading. It's e-learning. So it's an interactive course. So you're actually interacting with the video and and doing questions and quizzes and things as well as as well as getting all the information that we give you on the day. I mean, the one thing we can't do with e-learning is we can't direct you live. Right. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was thinking, you know, there are a lot of people doing webinars and things where people go live or and they just like you had only ten people as a limit. You know, as as an idea, because one of the things I seemed to pick up from the UK voice talent that I've spoken with, interacted with, is the UK is much more about being in person for the voiceover uh, versus working with people remotely. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's two. There's two reasons for that. Um, Firstly, I feel that you can get a much better performance by having them in the room and, you know, going out for a cup of tea afterwards or in between and discussing the project and seeing people's faces and how they interact and stuff rather than ISDN. And secondly, I think that's a lot due to the geography of the States just being so much more widespread. I think it's more accepted that ISDN happens. Yeah. But yeah. I, I've done four ISDN sessions in 140 games. So it's a tiny percentage. You know, I mean, like, I, I have people who come down from Scotland uh, to do a game two weeks ago. You know, the airfare was, I think, £80, but they were getting two or 300 just for one hour's work. So, you know, I mean, to have them in the room and to have a much better performance, it means that I'm going to rehire them next time. It means that I can really get a better characterization. And it just works as a better experience for me. Right, 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 right. But it's not its not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. But the, the, the one thing I was going to say about that course is we can't direct you on that course as we do in the classroom courses, but you get everything else from it. Because it's a learning environment, you get graded on it as well, and then you get a certificate produced at the end of it. So it's its not just a, you know, a, a Skype tuition hour or anything like that. It's a bit more involved. That sounds great. Mm. You know what? I know that we can't have you for very long, Hugh. And I just want to, I wanted to thank you so much, Hugh, for coming on the show. Love that voice. And giving us a view into a perspective that we probably haven't had yet about voiceover and gaming. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, good luck, everyone. And yeah, gravyforthebrain.com is where you should go if you need any training within the gaming sector. Thanks for listening to lovethatvoiceover.com. Lots of love to you, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Until next time.
take care.